What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Start Down. I'm your host, Mike Ficarra, and you're probably asking yourself, what is The Start Down? Well, we all know the startup is a great idea or a business that maybe you're just getting going, but I want to talk about what happens when you get to work, and that's what The Start Down is all about. We're going to bring great guests here for you on the show, people who have had massive success, people who are trying to build businesses, and I'm even going to share with you some of my own experiences. And I always say, this is a little bit like a buffet. Take what you need and leave the rest. So without further ado, let's head to the show. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Start Down. I appreciate you tuning in as we are uh, once again into the fourth quarter here, into the end of the year, as I like to call it. But uh, we're, we're on an interesting series, and I have another guest here from the Conrad Challenge. And I'm excited about this because, you know, as we talked about on the last episode, the impact that, that something so simple can have on, on the trajectory of someone's life, I think that, that was kind of amazing on the last episode. And really, I think the idea of even in today's world, the idea of merging science and entrepreneurship and the challenges uh, that we all go through, there's a lot of problems to solve. So I think it's it's really important uh, that we are able to do that and able to continue to do that. So today, I'm really excited to have Mitchell Phelan here with us. And uh, as I say, Mitchell, no one introduces themselves better than you do. So why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, tell them a little bit about you, and then we will dive right into the episode. Yeah, thanks, Mike. So um, as Mike said, I'm Mitchell. I'm from Melbourne, Australia, so the other side of the world. Um, And I am a first year university or college student um, studying computer science after completing my VC or what what essentially is our high school certification over here. So really enjoying that. And yeah. Awesome. So, you know, obviously, you're, you're over, as you said, on the other side of the pond there, um, and you have an accent, which I love. I always say to anyone who has an accent, to us Americans, you sound smarter. You're already one level up than us because you have the accent. You can say anything, <laughs> we're going to buy it. Um, <laughs> so that being said, how did you get connected with the Conrad Challenge and being, being all the way over in Australia? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to go to um, what's called the Knox School in Melbourne. And we had a sort of teacher there that was sort of an entrepreneurship coordinator. And she was, it just happened to pop into her inbox somehow. Someone had forwarded her like a link to the Conrad Challenge website. So she sort of looked at it and thought, oh, this might be something that we could be interested into. And she brought it to, I think, three or four of her students. And we sort of formed together in a team and thought, oh, this might be something that would be interesting to try. So we initially entered into what's the Australian Conrad Challenge, which is kind of a spin-off from the American or the world versions. So that was, it's basically the same steps. So you've still got your three stages, your initial one, which is just sort of a concept idea, hundred words. And then um, you submit that with a short video. Then we went through the same steps of getting to a finals in Australia before we were invited over to the States. Oh, wow. So, you know, obviously, uh, like I mentioned, I've spoken to Anku and he had a great story about, you know, kind of the impact of this challenge changing trajectory of what he thought he could do because he thought it was just, hey, it's engineering and science, there is no entrepreneurial component. What did the challenge do for you as, as far as just changing your trajectory of thought? 
Um, well, it definitely showed me that I could do a lot more than I thought I could. So the challenge puts you through things like you've got to public speak in front of, you know, hundreds of people. You've got to be able to write business plans, technical concept reports. You've got to be able to present a camera, all of this sort of stuff. So it sort of showed me that instead of just being focused towards like computer science or IT or something, which is what I've always liked and always wanted to do with my life, it's sort of showed me that, oh, there is this business aspect of stuff that I also really enjoy. And there is this public speaking or, you know, putting a concept from, you know, just the straight idea all the way through to something that, you know, you could essentially sell to a company or you could make into a startup. So that was something that really opened my eyes and thought sort of changed the perspective of what I could actually do in my life and the direction that I go. So rather than just becoming something in IT, like a support person or that sort of thing, it sort of showed me that, well, maybe I might be interested in like, you know, um, technical manager for a startup or some sort of like business orientated side of the IT world. So in, in looking at it, did you, you know, did you do something, what was your actual challenge that you did in the Conrad challenge? what did you guys do? Yeah. So it was called um, pad pay and it was a FPOS machine or like credit card machine that had a fingerprint scanner on it. So it stored your fingerprint on the card and then you inserted the card instead of using a pin number or a, um, like signing for something, you use your fingerprint and paid for the uh, purchase with that. So it was like an additional level of security on credit cards. Interesting. So it, it very much uh, security and I, and I think identity theft's a big thing. You know, yeah. how how was it working with Nancy though? I know Nancy is such a unique personality. She has such excitement about her. How was that that experience of working with someone like Nancy? Yeah, so we first met her when we went over to the... Um, like the finals in uh, Florida in the Kennedy Space Center over there. So we were lucky enough to fly over to that. And just the sort of enthusiasm and like drive that she brings to this whole challenge and the way that she can talk to an audience and just inspire everyone there. Or if she comes up to you and has a conversation with you and inspires you, it's just something that I haven't seen before about how driven she is towards this goal of, you know, helping education or helping innovators become innovators or entrepreneurs that's awesome what what would you say uh you know i know now you're kind of on the, the alumni board and you're advising it and obviously uh it's so cliche but we got to talk about it right covid's changed everything um and i think you know obviously you did the competition uh pre-covid you were able to go to the space center i know now you guys are turning a virtual what do you think the future of the competition is going to be though now because I, I know it's very focused on on solving problems and the idea of technology and science How's this competition you think going to look different now in a post-COVID world? Um, so I think that the competition, well, last summit we had it virtually instead of being physically over in the States. I think that worked really well for a first try for it. We used um, some really cool software that was sort of an, uh, it's called Hopin. It was a innovation type software that it's a startup itself. And it basically allowed us to have different rooms and sort of, science type fair booths so you could go and have a look in a heap of different rooms and it had some great functionality so i think for the next foreseeable future it will probably continue to stay online while you know travel is not particularly allowed or promoted i know for us we can't go over to the states anyway or if we did we'd have to go through a rigorous quarantining upon return and that sort of stuff so i think that for the foreseeable future it will be everything will be online based. But I think that presents itself with opportunities of 
accessibility for the rest of the world to do this competition because you know even for me instead of costing you know a couple of hundred bucks to fly to florida it costs you know two thousand dollars for each person to fly you know 22 hours across the world so i think that the online proportion of it meant that you know i could just go to my computer and be at the innovation summit sure it lost some of its i guess magic you could call it it's a bit cliche but there wasn't that group of 500 or 400 people in a room all really excited to be there that sort of energy and drive but it was still something that was really great to attend that's awesome you know i think too when you look at i think that region obviously you being in australia um similar similarities to the u.s but what what do you feel is is you know and and i'm always curious about this what's the difference in how things you know I, i know how we're perceived here in in the united states versus you know over with you guys What's some of the differences you think in the entrepreneurial community in Australia versus the US? I think it's a lot smaller than the States, whether that's just a margin of the population of the countries, I'm not sure, but it's definitely not as encouraged. Like over in the States, I gather you have like a lot of startup incubators and that sort of thing at universities. So you have colleges, as you guys call them, you have specific incubators, that are directed completely at entrepreneurship. Whereas in Australia, they have those sort of things, but it's very much complete your education and go to university and get a job in big corporate. And there's a few startups that you can work for, but it hasn't got that same startup culture where you can go, I know it's like a, I suppose it's fantasized by us, but you know, you go to Silicon Valley and there's all these tech startups here that you can go and work for. There's not sort of that, amount of startups to work with here there's still sure there is but it's very much a i know for it anyway you go get your university degree and then you get a job in big corporate and work there yeah yeah and i and i think too it's you know it's probably perception grass is always greener on the other side you know because i know (laughs) i'm on the east coast and it was always like well you got to be in the valley you got to be in the valley but now i feel like too like the the whole silicon valley thing is losing its luster you know um and I've heard a lot of people are migrating there because I think the global community is getting much smaller. Um, and, and I think we see that. And, you know, that's what I love about competition, especially as a teacher. Uh, I love competition about like this because it teaches you to think outside the box, right? And it's, and, and like you said, now I think it's, it's going to have an even more global reach. Maybe the virtual thing opens things up a little more for you guys on a larger scale. Um, you know, and obviously you've got a lot going on, right? It's not like you're, you're bored. Um, <laughs> why, why stay involved with this challenge though, right? Like, and it, it just it seems to me like so many amazing people are still connected to this. Why, what was it about this that made you want to stay connected? Um, so I guess it was something that once we went over to the States and competed in that, it was sort of this awesome event that happened in my life that I was like, wow, this is one of the things that, you know, I will remember for the rest of my life having gone to and having been connected to all these fantastic people that come from, you know, all around the world. So I think from that, and then I sort of looked into the challenge a bit more because it was very focused before the challenge. You know, what do we have to do to get in here? How do we make this the best compared to everyone else? How do we win essentially? So I think after we'd well, been lucky enough to win the Pete Conrad Scholar Award for our category, I was able to look into the actual challenge and sort of go, wow, this is a pretty cool organization on non-for-profit that is sort of about helping people and then actually they emailed me and were like would you be interested in being involved in the alumni leadership council and I thought oh yeah might as well give it a go and that's been something that's really really great for me because 
I was I started on it last year and uh, worked as part of a few teams to deliver initiatives. We worked on virtual summit and it's something that has allowed me to connect with fantastic people all over the world. Like you've got um, Anku who was on the podcast with you a week ago, I think now. Yeah. And, you know, some of the things he's done are absolutely awesome. He's working in venture capital and we've got the like directors of our um, leadership council. One of them's working at Google. So it's all these people that are fantastic people to know and they're great people to work with. And it's something that I think really enriches what I do. And it sort of gives you a feeling of giving back to the community or, you know, doing something to help uh, organization that's given so much to me. Yeah. I think from doing these interviews too, one of the things that fascinates me and that, you know, you've said, and I've heard from other people I spoke with and you know, we had Nancy on the podcast as well. I mean, she was just amazing is, you know, that sort of level of access is usually things you hear about, you know, you mentioned Silicon Valley, right? Like you think of Zuckerberg at Harvard or, you know, at Yale in these, you know, Northeast schools or in the Valley at, at Stanford, right? Like that's where these connections are made with these people, but here it is. Anybody can enter the challenge, right? You just have to be, I think the only rule is you have to be in high school, right? You can't, yeah, you can't yeah. be old like me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as long as you're, you're in school, this connection that normally you think you would have to get into an Ivy League school to make, you can be a part of this group now and share good ideas. And I think it, 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 it that's what I love about the 21st century. We've broken down these barriers, right? So just anyone who wants access now can get it if you're willing to do good work, you know? And I, and I yeah. think you're, you and, and Anku and everyone involved are, are a great example of that. You know, so that being said, I think there's, you know, probably people out there listening, maybe they have kids in high school or maybe they're high schoolers themselves, um, you know, that want to do the challenge. What advice would you give somebody going into the challenge? Um, don't limit yourself to just doing what you think will be accepted. Some of the ideas we come through are so out of the box. Or, and there's a saying that they... Um, like to have at the challenge it's a no box thinker so you just think like there is no box but some of these ideas are so out there that you wouldn't ever think of them so whether if you think it's a good idea and you think that it's something that might be interesting even if it's not necessarily viable in a commercial sense because i know ours wasn't it would cost way too much to develop without the backing of a big bank or something so just whatever idea if you have a passion for it a drive to develop something and want to learn a heap about how to do business stuff, how to do technical stuff, just jump in and go for it. Cause what's the worst you can do? You can get rejected. But yeah. like, even from that, you've still got this amazing experience of coming up with your hundred word brief, or if you get through to the second round, you've got technical concept report, business report, and all the research that you wouldn't necessarily do behind how to do a technical concept report and a business report. Even if you don't get through to the final round, you've now researched and written one of these, which gives you the, like heads up on the next person that tries to do that. If you have to go into a job doing it, or it gives you that experience that you can draw on for the rest of the stuff that you do. And I suppose breaks down that barrier to think, Oh, I don't know how to do this. It really helps with that. You know, and, and I think that's, that's such a great point. And, and I know Anku mentioned some of his favorite uh, challenges that he's seen and some of the different things besides yours, obviously, which I'm sure you loved. <laughs> what were some of the other more, unique uh, projects you saw come out of the Conrad Challenge? Yeah, so there's one last year that um, it was like a microscope that they used a droplet of water. It was like a field microscope. So they would send to like third world countries or developing countries and 
to identify stuff, they would use like a droplet of water as the magnification or like the lens on the microscope. So something could be 3D printed and then you would just put a drop of water as the magnification thing on it. So I think things like that, that they was like three or $4 to get printed and would if implemented, give this massive impact to developing countries or the things they could do like that. So something that you would never think to do, like just use a droplet of water in a microscope. Um, stuff like that and i think this year we had a company that used like life raft type uh, inflatable boats that were gardens so that they could um you would inflate them and plant a heap of gardens up in them and then you could float them into either flooded areas or um areas that had just been affected by a natural disaster or some sort of disaster and then there's a whole heap of gardens or like fresh fruit and vegetables or food that could just be easily moved there so i think Ideas like that that you would never think to do just as something that really keeps me involved with the challenge, just hearing them. Yeah. And, it, and it's amazing to, you know, I think everybody always feels like, oh, all the ideas are cake, right? Like all the good ideas have been come up with. And you hear these things like, wow, well, yeah, that, that is a good idea. Like, how do we ever <laughs> think about that? So I think, you know, to your point, you know, the innovation is limitless. I think it never ends. So, you know, and, and this has really been great. And, and Mitchell, I can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, obviously, we know the Conrad Challenge. Uh, we'll provide the links below as we have in a previous episode. Just Google Conrad Challenge uh, or ConradChallenge.com and you'll be able to sign up and get more information about it. Um, and Mitchell, if you want to learn more about you or connect with you um, and, and follow your journey, you, you've done one of my favorite things. <laughs> so uh, tell people the best way to find you on the internet. <laughs> uh, so the best way to find me is um, probably on LinkedIn. So that's Mitchell Phelan. And through you can access that through MitchellPhelan.com. I love that. Gosh, that's it. I tell people that's the best marketing technique. That's the best thing you can do. Your name, point it to your LinkedIn. If you're not, especially for early on entrepreneurs, it's just such a great branding technique. So when we got on the call today, I saw that it's super, super awesome. Uh, well, Mitchell, listen, I can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, I, I don't know what time it is there, but I know it's definitely not, you know, afternoon where it is here in the States. Uh, so I appreciate you taking the time out. Look forward to uh, maybe a future conversation too if you progress down, down the road and, and on your journey, I'm, I'm sure. You're going to have some interesting stories to tell. And hopefully uh, you get back here to the States and we get to do one of these in person in the near future. And we can do a face-to-face -face interview as well. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me on, Mike. No problem. And thank you for listening. For more great episodes like this at startdown.com, for more about me, mikefacara.com. Big shout out to Ryan and everybody on the production crew on the back end. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of The Start Down. Once again, I'm your host, Mike Vicara. Make sure you visit me at MikeVicara.com, where you will see links to all my social media, where I'm bringing content like this every day on how you can grow your business and your personal brand. Once again, new episodes dropping every Tuesday, so make sure that you guys like, subscribe, and share the podcast so that you can keep up with what's going on. Once again, appreciate you guys tuning in. I will see you on the next episode of The Start Down.